From the Free Presbyterian Church of Ulster we present Let the Bible Speak. It's good to have you join us today as we spend time around the Word of God, preaching Christ in all His fullness to men and women in all their need. bid you welcome to our LTBS broadcast in the Savior's name. Thank you for joining with us. We pray that you will know the blessing of the Lord as we meet around His Word. 
We're turning to Psalm 100. Psalm 100. It is a psalm of praise. And the word of God says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, his truth endureth to all generations. Amen. And we do know that the Lord will bless the reading of his own inerrant word. We're going to bow in a word of prayer and ask the Lord for his help and his blessing as we meet together. Let's pray. Dear Lord and gracious Heavenly Father, we still ourselves in thy holy presence. And Lord, we thank thee for another opportunity to come and to meet around thy word. Lord, we pray that as we do such, that you would come and present yourself with us. Lord, we pray that we would know the power and the help of the Holy Spirit. Lord, that you would speak to us through thy word and that we would go away knowing that we have been in the presence of our God. So Lord, we pray now, continue with us. Bless us one and all, for it's in Jesus' name we ask these things. Amen. I'm sure many of us are familiar with the 100th Psalm. It is commonly known as the 100th or the doxology, and it has been known as such throughout the generations. The Psalm has for its title a Psalm of Praise, and it is well described by such. God is praised from the beginning to the end, and all the earth is called upon to join in blessing and thanking him. And the psalm is a textbook on how we are to worship the Lord. If we could enter into the spirit of this psalm, every day would be a day of praise and a day of thanksgiving. The psalmist invites all the earth to enter into the courts of God's house with joyful songs. F.B. Meyer comments, in many of the Psalms, the minor chords overpower the major ones, and weeping prevails over rejoicing. But this Psalm is full of unclouded sunlight. The reason for this gladness is suggested in the words found in the very center of the Psalm there in verse 3, and we read, we are His. We are His by creation, by providence, and by grace. We belong to him by right. Each believer is purchased by the precious blood of Jesus Christ, and we are his. And his ownership involves his shepherd's care toward us, for we are his flock. It is for him to lead us in the green pastures and beside the still waters. There is so much in this psalm that we could take many, many messages on it. But for a few moments this evening, I would like to consider briefly the five verses in this psalm before us under the heading of Praise Him. Firstly, I would like us to notice 
who we should praise. The Shorter Catechism tells us that man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. The Apostle Paul, writing to the believers in Corinth, says, Whether therefore ye eat or drink, or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Then writing to the believers in Rome, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, he says, For of Him and through Him and to Him are all things, to whom be glory forever. Amen. Man is designed to worship his Creator, but sin knows only rebellion. When we come to Christ as sinners, when we accept Him as our Redeemer, we recognize God for who He really is. And our hearts are filled with joy and with thankfulness. Furthermore, every believer has a God-given manifesto to share our knowledge of the love of God in sending His Son to be our Redeemer. But that must go hand in hand with showing men and women that without Christ Jesus as their Lord and Master, they will one day face Him as judge because of their sin. If folk are never confronted with their sin, then they can never understand the depths of God's grace and of His mercy. And if we are not made aware of our sin, then why would we be saved? It is only when the believer uh, worships the Lord in that way which God expects that the world will come to notice the true source of peace and happiness. And there is nothing which will better promote the truth than the good news of the gospel. The psalmist proclaims here that we are to make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. The only hope for such a broken world as we live in is the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is our duty and privilege as children of the Lord to proclaim the message of hope in a hopeless world, the message of joy in a world of pain. The Lord commands us to go into all the world and to preach the gospel. Why? That one day all nations and tongues will proclaim the glories of His great name with joy. But let's not only consider who should worship the Lord, but how we should praise the Lord. I want us to notice in verse 4 that we are to praise the Lord through singing. There we read, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. The greatest way to make a joyful noise, to bring praise to the Lord, is through the means of song. The previous Psalms, of which this 100th can be seen as a summary or a conclusion, speak of the act of singing unto the Lord. In Psalm 95, 96, and 98, they all begin with the exhortation to worship the Lord in song. They are full of praise and worship. For example, Psalm 95, verse 1, the psalm tells us, O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. 
Psalm 96. O sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Psalm 98. O sing unto the Lord a new song. For he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. And if we were only to take the opening verses of these psalms, what lessons there are for every child of God, for every believer. Friends, each day our lips should be filled with songs of praise for his wondrous love toward us. Oh, many times perhaps we do not feel like singing. Our hearts are heavy burdened. But as I was looking at these verses, I considered the words penned by Mary L. Stanger. And she writes, Within the quiet upper room, all furnished and prepared, the master and his little band, the sacred feast had shared. The cross he knew was close at hand, just hid by shadows dim, the shades of dark Gethsemane. But first he sang a hymn. In the midst of the darkness that lay before our Saviour, he lifts up his voice in praise unto his Father. And dear friends, is this not the case when our spirits are in the depths of pain and woe? And when we look to what the Lord has done for us, then our mourning becomes singing. And we lift up our voices in praise. And as we sing, our whole situation around us changes us. Dear friend, let me ask you, is your heart filled with singing today? Are your lips filled with praise? Dear friends, whatever our situation, we need to take a moment and reflect on the mercy of God towards us as individuals. We need to stop and count our many blessings, for the Lord has given us so much to cause us to praise Him. Will you not take a moment to consider those blessings? Many blessings, even which the Lord has bestowed upon you this week. And when you do, then surely your countenance will be changed. Consider also that we should worship the Lord through service. If we look at verse 2 of this wonderful psalm, the psalmist says, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Joyful service will lead to joyful praise and vice versa. If we serve the Lord joyfully, then our words must be turned into actions. So our service for our master must be willing. As children of the Lord, we are redeemed by his sacrifice and the shedding of his precious blood. And therefore, it will be our joy and our privilege to obey our Lord and our Master. Sad to say, many today call themselves Christians, but they do not want the, to serve the Lord. They want to pick the bits out of Scripture that suit them and reject the bits that offend or point out their disobedience. They want salvation without servitude. They want Christ as Lord, but not as Master. 
They say that they want to go to heaven, but desire to live in the world. Even using the teaching of Paul completely out of context, they claim that they are under grace and not the law, so that they can live as they please, all things now being lawful. And sad to say, this teaching is prevalent in our society, with many especially young people being sucked in by such false teaching. But God's word is clear. We cannot serve God and mammon. God must be served alone. And God must be served in the way that he sets out in his word. He will not share his glory with someone or something else. Sometimes we can become guilty as his people of letting other things creep into our lives unaware. Let us always seek to ensure that we are serving him with singleness of mind and with a spirit of joy and thanksgiving. But we must move on. And notice we must worship the Lord through singing and serving, but also through submission. Look with me, please, at verse 3. Know ye that the Lord, he is God, It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. In a sense, this is closely related to the previous thought. But I want to turn your attention to the thought that God is our sovereign. A man once said to his girlfriend, I'm a self-made man. That's nice of you to take the blame, she replied. And in our society, many see themselves as self-made men and self-made women. They pride themselves in what they have managed to achieve in life. But it is our Heavenly Father who has created us. In Him we live, in Him we move, in Him we have our being. Without Him, not one of us would have a single breath. But in his wisdom and power, he mingled a dust and deity and made man in the image of God. And he rules over all the affairs of men. We are nothing of ourselves. But believer also, he is not only our sovereign, but he is our savior. There we read in that verse that we are his people. His love was bestowed upon us from before the foundation of the world. We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And we are blessed beyond all measure. Isn't it wonderful to know that once you come and trust Christ and accept him as your Lord and Savior, that you are his and he is yours. And nothing can change that. Also, we notice in this verse that he is our shepherd. We are the sheep of his pasture, the psalmist writes. And as our shepherd and we the sheep, he leads us and guides us day by day through the valleys and on the mountaintops. He leads us beside the still waters. He feeds us and sustains us and watches over us. When we stray, he draws us lovingly back. When we are wounded, he tends to us, and he has promised to keep us. Therefore, let us enjoy the green pastures 
And may we ever be in joyful submission to our Sovereign, our Saviour, and our Shepherd. So we have considered uh, that we worship the Lord through our singing, our service, our submission. But there's one final thought with this point, and that we are to worship the Lord through sacrifice. In verse 4, we read that we are to be thankful unto Him. Throughout the Old Testament, we read of the temple sacrifices. But Christ our Savior became both the one who was the great high priest, who offered the sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God, and as the sinless, spotless Lamb of God, He was the sacrifice, offering Himself upon the cross for our sins. So our thankfulness is fully demonstrated by our sacrifice to Him. John Henry Samus, the greatest hymn writer, reminds us that we never can prove the delights of his love until all on the altar we lay for the favor he shows and the joy he bestows are for those who will trust and obey. Many talk about making sacrifices for one thing or another, perhaps missing out on some pleasure to achieve a particular goal. It may be giving up a season ticket in order to buy a new car or save towards a new house, or perhaps sacrificing some family time to put up more hours in at work in order to achieve a promotion. But when it comes to our service for God, few are prepared to make the sacrifice. I wonder, how much do we actually worship the Lord through our sacrifice? The sacrifice of our time, the sacrifice of our money, the sacrifice of our energy. And therein is a great challenge for every child of God. So we have seen who we should worship and how we should worship. Let us, in closing, notice why we should worship or praise the Lord. Verse 5, we read, For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. Praise is the highest use of man's faculties. When we consider the attributes of our God, we cannot help but thank Him and praise Him. This verse speaks of three particular attributes of God that make Him worthy of our praise. First of all, we see His goodness. The psalmist says, for the Lord is good. And this sums up the character of our God and contains a mass of reasons for praising Him. He is good. He is gracious, he is kind, he is bountiful, he is loving. Yea, he is the God of love. But furthermore, we see his mercy. His mercy is everlasting. And what a joy it is to know of the everlasting mercy of God. Dear believer tonight, if God had not been merciful toward us while we were still in our sin, 
then we would have been cast out into the punishment of hell for all eternity. And that's what we deserved in our sin. Yet, God was merciful toward us. But for the plan of salvation, but for Christ Jesus, but for the mercy of God towards sinners like us, then we were on that broad road to a lost sinner's hell. But praise his name, though we fail him, yet his mercy continues forever towards his children, and he will not fail us. Then we note his truth. And we read there that his truth endureth for all generations. His plans and purposes never change. He has entered into a covenant with his people and he will never break it, nor will he alter his word. As those who have gone before us found him faithful, so will we. And shall the generations to come that trust in the Lord. A changeable God would be a terror to the believer and there would be no sure hope amid a changing world. But his word is sure. And he has saved us, and so he will keep us. Praise God, his truth endures to all generations. Friends, this evening, let us rest sure on the word of God. Let us cling to the promises of this book. We know the joy which is commanded in this great psalm. Therefore, through the strength and certainty of it, let us go out with praise day by day upon our lips. And may we bring our worship before the King of kings and Lord of lords with joy and thanksgiving. As we close, perhaps you know nothing of the joy of which I speak. It would be my prayer that today you would look to Calvary's cross and see the one who gave himself for you, that you would look to the empty tomb and realize that Jesus Christ rose triumphant over death and the grave to give you everlasting joy and peace if you'll only accept him as your savior. Dear friend, can I ask, have you the peace and assurance of knowing that your sins are forgiven? If the answer is yes, then let us praise him. If not, why not come to the savior just now and find in him eternal life and the joy and peace that passes all understanding. Let us pray. Dear Lord and most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for help given in your word this evening. Lord, we pray that you would speak to each one of us. Lord, that each believer's lips would be filled with joy when we consider your goodness, your mercy, your love towards us. Lord, we pray for any that know not you as Savior. Lord, that even tonight, that they would look to the Christ of Calvary and that they would realize that all they have to do is turn from their sin and trust in you alone for forgiveness. And that you have promised that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, we pray now, depart us one from the other. And Lord, bless us in the days ahead, for it's in Jesus' name we ask these things. Amen. Thank you for spending some time with us today around the Word of God. For further information, visit our website at ltbs.org.
TV. We look forward to joining with you next time as we seek to let the Bible speak once again. Music